If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. I'm super excited. This is the first episode that I am recording since this podcast has been released. Oh my gosh, the loudest car in the world is going by outside. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, this is the first episode I'm going to record since I've actually released the show. And I just wanted to say first, like to get this out there, thank you so much. The response to the show has made me feel like it's worth it and it's worth it to put myself out there and it's worth it to be honest. And this is exactly why I ever wanted to start this. Like at one point, like oversharing with Erica Shea was just this silly idea I had. And then I realized this could be a community of really like-minded, wonderful, amazing people. And your messages have meant the world to me. And I just like, I'm so thankful every time someone says they're listening or that they've listened or that they related or whatever it is, because that's why I'm doing it. All that to say, gosh, I'm out of breath from how much I just freaked out about that. Um, all that to say, I want to always continue to be super transparent with you guys. And last week I was going to release a different episode and that episode will never be heard because it was an episode about comparison and the way we compare ourselves to everyone in our lives, like our job tracks, our relationship tracks, where we're at in life, what we look like, like all of that. But when I recorded it and like listening to it back, I realized I was in such a bad place when I recorded it. And I was just feeling like a little poor me which is sad and and it made me very uncomfortable to listen to. So I do want to cover comparison and I want to talk about like the very real feelings I have around it. Like it is hard to be feeling behind sometimes, right? Feeling behind your friends, feeling behind your siblings, all of those things. But I think that I am in a better place than from when I recorded that original episode. And so I, I'm still going to hit everything. I just... I, do, I, I understand being real with you guys and I always want to be real with you guys. But on some level, I'm like just putting it out there that I'm like super sad about where I'm at in my life, which isn't true. It was true for like that moment that I recorded it. Um, I don't think that's going to help anyone. So I want to get to it. And I think I should preface it with saying that original episode was recorded early June and I was so overwhelmed with what my summer looked like at the time that that was recorded. Um, and a lot of that was because of the way I was comparing, comparing myself to the things that were going on. So I was feeling so single and so lonely. And I guess I was also at that place in my move where I was like, uh, I did the right thing. Right. You know? Um, and so for me in June, I was looking forward to amazing things, but in my head, they were feeling daunting and they were, I was feeling so overwhelmed, but I was looking at a family trip ahead where I was the only sibling without, you know, my significant other coming because I don't have one. Um, just, you know, that trip ended up being so amazing and it did not matter <laughs> that my lack of significant other existed. Um, and then straight from there, I went to a bachelorette party that I had literally the time of my life. Like the fact that I was at all worried ahead of it about feeling like behind my friends because so many of them are married, getting married in serious relationships, whatever. It makes me sad that I ever worried about that because they're literally my best friends in the world. They would never make me feel different for that. Like there's no reason. I don't know. Um, After that, I had a weekend in San Diego and I, I actually did a bunch of social stuff. It was incredible. And then a weekend after that, I had another bachelorette party. And I think the like compounding of those things is what really... I don't know, stressed me out, I guess, but I don't ever want to say like, 
I don't want to say that those things stressed me out, but I guess at the time they were feeling overwhelming and I was feeling behind and that's why they put stress in my life. Um, that bachelorette party was a freaking blast. I love those girls so much. And then the weekend after that, I was traveling again for a bridal shower. And basically here we are. Like it was just a whirlwind. All that to say, the time that I spent worrying about the comparison I was creating in my head was not worth it. I could have spent that energy and that time being so much more relaxed, so much more excited. Although in the end, I was really excited. I don't want to say I wasn't. But I could have just been more relaxed about it. Like it didn't have to be this thing that stressed me out. The travel, that amount of travel, completely get it. That will always wear you down. And you know when you're heading into something like that, that it's going to wear you down a little bit. But it's always worth it to go spend that time with not only my family, but then my literal best friend since childhood. I got three weekends with them in July. That's the coolest shit I've ever heard. And, I, and I'm, I'm bummed that I let myself feel stress for it. However, I'm also going to say, we're not going to waste my time now feeling bummed about the stress that I felt. Like, let it go. Let it go. But the issue with comparison is I think it can feel really isolated in the moment that you're feeling it. So a lot of mine comes from, I would say it comes from three areas. It comes from work. It comes from relationships. And it comes from what I look like. And it's interesting because I bet you there are people listening to this right now going, why would you ever worry about your, like how you compare yourself to people at work? You have an amazing job. You love what you do. Uh, you're right. I do. Relationships. Yeah. I, well, so I've talked about it on my radio show. Um, I am kind of seeing someone right now. And perhaps that is part of why I'm able to step back from the place I was in in June. I'm feeling less there is no hope in the world in that realm. So maybe you're looking at me like, Erica, stop worrying about relationships. You're going to be fine. And what I look like, like, I know, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. It's like, I feel weird saying out loud, like, I know I'm beautiful, <laughs> but I do. But then I feel like we're ma- we're like made to feel bad about knowing that we are attractive human beings. And at the same time, I still really struggle with that. I really struggle with my body and what I look like and all those things. So Those are kind of the three big things that I do have a hard time with. And I just want to be super honest about all of them. So one by one, let's start with work. I have probably compared myself at work since before any of my friends even thought to compare themselves at work. I've always, and I don't know what it is about my personality. I've always known what I wanted and I've been working at it really actually intensely since like 17 and in college, I always felt like the more involved in the music industry you were, because I went to Belmont University where a ton of people were artists and songwriters and music business and all these things. And I was like, "Uh, I think I want to do like radio or TV. Like I was just a little bit different than that. And in some ways that made me feel less cool because I wasn't as involved in the music industry in the ways that they were, even though I had bad ass internships. I don't know why I ever wasted a day being worried about it. I interned for a show called Headline Country where I literally got to go. I did my like I did like interviews for them. I would go on site and like do background stuff for them while they needed it while someone else was interviewing them. It was so cool. And then I worked for CMA, like Country Music Association, during the award season two years and I got to physically help put together the red carpet. Like 
put together all the press packets, everything, approved press, all of that. Um, so I don't, I don't know why I ever let myself feel less than in those situations. Um, oh, and I also interned for 102.7 KISS FM during my time in college. Come on, girl. You were doing great. And then after, the comparison kind of shifted. I no longer felt as much stress in my specific field, I guess, but it, it became where my friends outside of the entertainment industry, their careers grew exponentially faster. They were making more money immediately. They had more balance. They had more freedom. And there were times when I was working part-time and I felt like, what was I doing with my life? And there are still days, I'll be completely honest, you guys know I love my job. Why would I be sitting here doing this if I didn't? This is just an extension of it, basically. But there were days and there were months where I really questioned if I should be in radio and entertainment because I just watched my friends from really high school. You know, my college friends, a lot of them are in entertainment, but my friends from high school, I was like, they're affording homes and they're like living these fuller lives from my perspective. But if you asked a lot of them, they'd be like, look at your life. You're doing all the things you dreamed of. You're, you are like living in LA now, San Diego, you're not afraid of, you know, really putting yourself out there in your career space. Like, I think that a big thing with work comparison is everyone's work journey. Okay. Actually, a big thing with comparison in general, everyone's journey looks different. And especially with work, if you're not in the same industry, it's never going to be like a apples to apples comparison. It's always going to look really different. Um, And then there were times within my industry that I was getting passed up for jobs and I was getting leapfrogged over. <laughs> um, I have close friends who have like skyrocketed while I felt stunted. And I don't have an explanation for those things. Maybe they are, you know, those people who got new jobs and everything or better jobs than me at the times that they got them. Like maybe they are more talented and, and better than me. That's fine because <laughs> we're all different. And maybe it was just that they were more suited for the shows that they got put on or whatever it was. But like, look at me now. I'm just fine. So if you're experiencing a lot of like comparing and a lot of heartache with the comparison at work, just remember, if you work hard and you truly work to be good at what you do, your time's going to come. And it's so frustrating. Don't get me wrong. I had some of the hardest, again, weeks, months of my life just dealing with that feeling of it's never going to happen for me. And then it did. And like, it's really cool. It's really cool when you had a dream and suddenly you go, holy shit, I'm living it. So I just encourage you to keep at it and learn from those people in your industry that are maybe doing better or differently than you. Um, We can all learn so much from each other. And if you actually work together versus being competitive with them, you gain so much more. I have an incredible group of radio friends who are like family, but like an incredible group that I can always turn to and say, hey, what do you think of this thing? Or how did you do XYZ thing? Or whatever it is. What are you guys doing that's working? And having people in your industry that, yeah, you could be competitive with, but you choose not to be is a huge, huge asset. Like we all need support and friends 
especially in our industry. So that's what I'm going to say on that. If you ever want more info or like you want to talk more about that, always DM me. I'm at Erica Shea with three A's on Instagram. Um, I, I could talk about this all day, especially the professional side of things. Let's talk relationships, shall we? I know I just dropped a bomb on you guys. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about it because one, I said, I've already talked about it on the radio show I'm on, but I am kind of seeing someone and I have no idea where it's going to go. And there are those thoughts that creep into my mind sometimes where I'm like, be careful how much you invest into it because if it goes wrong, then you're starting back over again. And like, shut up. We're not thinking that way. Because I know that comes from a place of, I don't want to be behind again. And by the way, like I'm always going to be quote unquote behind my friends who are already married. So don't stress about that either. Um, but I think that the, a really hard thing for me the last couple of years has been, also sorry, I just took a, I'm drinking a Bud Light Lime, which I know that sounds like the trashiest thing, but if you haven't had them, just try them for me. They're very good. The hardest thing for me the last couple of years really has been the volume of my friends who have gotten married. I mean, I've gone to, geez, at this point it has to be 14 or 15 weddings. Like I'm not exaggerating. And there starts to get to be that feeling of what's wrong with me. When you're watching all these people that you love and are celebrating and, and are just so excited for, but you're like, why not me? And I hate to admit that because we're all on different journeys. Like I said, we all have these different paths that are going to lead us to the place we need to go. But I always felt growing up, I always felt like for some reason I wasn't like wanted and then if you look back at my history, that's actually not true. Like that's something I had just kind of told myself was like, oh, I'm not the kind of girls. I'm not the kind of girl that boys want to date. Um, I had a long-term boyfriend in high school. I didn't really date in college because uh, the men in the South are not really my type. But, you know, there were flings here and there. And since moving to LA, I would say like, yeah, I've gone on a lot of dates. I've had a couple situationships. I had one long-term boyfriend that ended horribly. Um, (laughs) I just, it's, it's a weird thing I told myself. And I think that comes from also, I was picking men who were never really ready for commitment and picking men who were intimidated by really strong women, to be completely honest with you, a lot of them were, not all of them, but a lot of them were very intimidated by my lifestyle. And I say my lifestyle, um, I don't know, just the fact that I'm like <laughs> intense about my dreams and also just kind of generally intense. Um, And so therefore it made me feel like I was doing something wrong. And I always love going to weddings. I have so much fun. I love love. I'm like a huge hopeless romantic. I believe... I believe every time I meet someone, like, what a meet cute. And it was just hard when I continued to go to wedding after wedding alone, honestly. And I hate, again, I hate saying that, but I have to be honest because someone else is going to hear this and go, oh my God, I feel that too. So to my friends who are married and are listening to this, I fucking love you. Like, 
it's not a, it's not against you I promise and I love being in your weddings and I love going to your weddings and honestly I think the fact that I have so many incredible friends and I watch them marry these loves of their lives who I really like my friends are so happy and I love it but I think seeing so many incredible relationships around me is almost scary because I'm like where's mine (laughs) and it makes me feel behind and it makes me feel like 29 is so old to be single and yes I am still single for anyone asking um so I just I just encourage you like if you're feeling the same way as me first of all remember there's so many of us like this it often feels claustrophobic and like this it's this very isolated thing but it's actually not like we are actually there's so many single, incredible, badass, wonderful, hardworking, strong, powerful women who are single. And that's okay. Sometimes I do think it's that men can't always handle. I feel like a lot of the women who I know who are single are like very strong willed. And sometimes men can't handle that and that's okay. But like someone will be able to. I know plenty of incredible, strong willed women who are in incredible relationships and who are married. Like some men and the right men will be able to deal with it. Actually, I want to rephrase that. Some men and the right men will want that kind of woman. And I'm like, thank God my brain shifted because I could have spent, I have two, actually I have three weddings coming up this summer still. Holy moly. I could have spent them being womp womp, woe is me, I'm sad, la la la. And I I mean, again, I do kind of credit having hope again <laughs> in the romance world. Oh my God, if he's listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be overbearing, but having a glimmer of hope that there are still good men out there is, let me let me be your glimmer of hope if you're not feeling it because man, the garbage I have sifted through (laughs) and the garbage I may still have to sift through in the future, guys. I'm just saying we have no idea what's going to happen. So if you are like me, if you are like me in June, I should say, and you're really struggling with that comparison piece and you're watching your friends have happiness and have happy relationships. Just remember, like you can be happy on your own, first of all. And there's actually so much power in being happy on your own. I swear to you, those moments in my life when I've been really happy single, they're the most like boss bitch moments of my life because I get to do whatever I want. I get to go to concerts I want. I get to take trips I want. I don't have to worry about anyone else. And everyone else has to worry about their partner. So we really had the upper hand there. So I just encourage you to remember like this won't last forever. And this is something I've told myself for a while now. This period of my life won't last forever. And at some point, my entire world will look different because I'm now a partner and sharing my space with someone and sharing my time and my responsibilities and everything with someone. So for now, if I want to go to a random concert or I want to get a glass of wine with a friend on a Wednesday or I want to take a trip last minute, like I can do those things. And that's a piece of the main character energy. It's my life. And like no one else, I'd worry about no one else other than like not being a shitty human. Now, on to comparison. 
with our bodies and what we look like. Potentially the hardest comparison piece I have dealt with. Um, and I, I actually want to do an entire episode on bodies and the body image issues we've been gifted from society. Um, but I think that for the sake of this episode, I will say I grew up the youngest of four, but I have a brother and, and two sisters and I was the youngest and I don't look exactly like my sisters. And I always in my mind thought they're prettier than me. They're skinnier than me. They're better than me. They're more athletic than me. I thought all those things. And it wasn't until I got older and my sisters and I started having like way more real conversations that like they've thought things about me that I was better at than them. And they've, they've critiqued their bodies in ways that I would have never critiqued their bodies. So at the end of the day, everyone has their shit and everyone's going to be like stressed about something. And they're just an example I use. I don't, they're not, they're not my only uh, reason for all the issues I've had. Like, and really at today, like standing here, they're not a piece of the struggle I have with my body at all. It's actually very former me, current me, future me that I struggle with because there have been times when I've been thinner than I am now. And there have been times when I've been much heavier than I am now. And that kind of pressure on myself is wild. And comparing myself to, you know, the person I, or the way I looked, I don't want to say the person I was because I'm always me. Comparing myself to the way I looked at a time when I had like so fewer worries and so fewer responsibilities, it's just not, it's not realistic. So I've been working on finding a lot of like acceptance and how I look now and how I feel now and just, and just trying to frankly like feel good where I'm at, but it takes a lot of work. And I just, you know, gosh, my girl Tinks, if you don't listen to Tinks's podcast, she's the best. She's literally the best. And she says something, and I wish I could remember it verbatim right now. She says something like, we're just a meat-covered skeleton flying around a rock in space or something. Like, at the end of the day, no one is your friend because of what you look like. They're your friend because you're loving, because you're funny, because you're kind, because you're smart. Like, we don't pick people in our lives because of what they look like. Yes, that's a piece of attraction in the term of, like, the relationship world, and I don't know, that's like something maybe someday we'll get over too. is like, it's, it's less about how they look, but it's all about chemistry there anyway. But like your friends and family are not going to love you less based on how you look. So you should just live a happy life. And if you gain five pounds here and there, literally who cares? And yes, I'm talking to myself right now. Okay. I really since the move, honestly, I I wouldn't even say like, oh, since the move, I've gained a lot of weight. That's not true. Since the move, I've been really hard on myself about any weight. And it's just not worth it. Like it's just not. So now I've been working on just like wearing clothes that I feel comfortable and confident in. And it makes all the difference because no one would look at me and be like, wow, you look bad. And especially when I'm wearing something I'm comfortable and confident in, No one would look at me and be like, you seem uncomfortable in your skin. So I'm going to leave you with that. Just wear the things that make you happy. Do the things that make you happy. Stop comparing yourself to your friends. Your friends love you because of you. And they're probably comparing themselves to you. So really, we're all just sitting here comparing ourselves to each other for what? Because we think everyone around us is doing better than us. 
No one's doing better and no one's doing worse. We're all just meat covered skeletons on a floating on around a rock in space. I don't even know what it is, but it's something like that. Like just do what makes you happy. Work hard at your jobs, love your people, celebrate their joy and know your time's coming in all of it. Your time's coming in all of it and be freaking kind to yourself because it's hard to do, but it's so worth it when you do. Wow. I'm going to leave it on that guys. I love you very much. I feel really happy with where this is all at. And I feel really happy that I was in the place to re-record this episode with such a more positive outlook. And again, to the people in my life who I'm really close to, who are like worried that I was feeling down and comparing myself to people like it was a blip in time. (laughs) I should not have recorded a podcast, but we're so good now. And you just like never know what's going to happen in your career, in your love life, in your acceptance of yourself. So go out there and kick some ass. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.